Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. You spend a significant portion of your life at work, so my goal is to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And today I am thrilled to welcome a very dear friend and a very special guest to the show. Let me tell you a little bit about Beth Kreidel. Beth, welcome to the show. Good morning, Caroline. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited. And your husband is joining you. Please introduce Kevin. Kevin Esperito is my husband. He's also my partner in the work that we're doing now, and we're thrilled to have him on the show today. I am so excited. Thank you for your dynamic duo. Really exciting. But Beth, (laughs) let me tell our global alumni audience a little bit about you, and I'm going to give Kevin a chance to chime in later in the show. Beth Kreidel is passionate about empowering communities through education and training. In her role as a volunteer co-director for the Golden West Humanitarian Foundation, She supports the sustainability and expansion of the Swim for Life program with the local team in central Vietnam. And Beth also created a mindfulness yoga training program for the Association for Empowerment of Persons with Disabilities, a local nonprofit in Quang Ben province in Vietnam. And additionally, she offers career education programs and developed a new course for the students at Quang Ben University prior to her work in Vietnam. Now, Beth and I go way back. So we were contemporaries at the Indiana University's Career Development Center, where she was associate director. And then she moved on to executive director of Seattle University's Career Services. So always good to have a fellow career development professional on the show. But Beth, the reason why I'm so excited about your story and Kevin's story is you have had a major career and life shift and you and Kevin really pressed pause on your extraordinary vibrant careers and decided to take on this new life and career adventure in Vietnam. So tell the story, please. Thank you so much, Caroline. So as you mentioned, I have had a 13-year career in higher education, working in career development, both at Indiana University and at Seattle University. And in my time at Seattle University, I was offered the chance to go on a faculty staff immersion trip to Nicaragua. And during that time, I was exposed to a level of poverty that I truly didn't know existed on the earth. And it really turned my world upside down. It left me asking questions and wondering how how could this reality coexist alongside the world that I live in the United States. So I came back and talked to my husband, Kevin, and told him I was wrestling with this and grappling with it and wasn't sure where this was leading me, but I knew I couldn't go back to my life as usual in the U.S. I couldn't pretend like I hadn't been exposed to this. So we together started to discuss this, and at that time, Kevin shared with me that he, already being aware as well of extreme poverty, had also always had an interest in living abroad. Um, It also seemed like a great time for him to take the global level work he was doing at Microsoft and really bring it down to a more micro level. And it seemed like a good time for a mid-career sabbatical. So together, we decided to get married last August and then spend our first year living in Vietnam 
in a developing country context simply to to be with the people, to live, to learn, to hold the questions of, of how we could share the worries with the local community. And through that discovery process, we found out that drowning was a huge problem in Vietnam. There are actually 35 people a day that die from drowning, 11 of which are children. And it just so happened that Kevin had a background in aquatics prior to um, his work at Microsoft. So what we were able to do was leverage his background in aquatics and water safety, as well as the additional skill set that I had of teaching yoga. And we went forward into this community and took a leap of faith. We left our very comfortable, vibrant careers in the U.S. and decided to follow this next chapter into an international experience, into a self-funded volunteer experience, and have really found it to be extremely gratifying. And so we're looking forward to another year of that in central Vietnam. And you're, you're literally embarking on that second year in a matter of days. So we're, we're talking now and you're in Seattle, but you're wrapping up loose ends and, and getting all those proverbial ducks in a row for the second year. Exactly. We'll be leaving on Saturday morning and Kevin and I are fast and furiously wrapping up all the details, packing everything, saying our goodbyes, and also trying to share as much as we can about the work that we're doing in Vietnam. So, Beth, this is such an extraordinary story that is probably mind-boggling to a lot of people. And the question that comes to mind for me is, did it, did it take tremendous um, energy to muster up the courage to say, we're leaving, we're putting our lives on hold. You called it a mid-career sabbatical, but what an absolute lifestyle shift. What was that process like for you as a, as a newly married couple? Well, you know, there's uh, many layers and levels to my response to that, Caroline, so I'll try to keep it simple. But I think for me, where it really started was just being open to my interior experience of what it felt like to be in in community and to meet these folks in Nicaragua and just to learn about the reality that they were living in. And then to start to hold the question of where is this taking me in my life? What does it actually mean for me to be a global citizen, mm -hmm. to truly be a citizen of the world, not just my country or my state or my city? And so because that question felt so intense and so deep, I just felt very open to where it was going to lead me. And although I had fears about leaving my career, I also really have learned to trust the process. And as you and I both know, being in the career de development field, I also have confidence in my capacity to sell my skills, to share the story of how I went to Vietnam and how that will weave back into my overall life and career story, which is which is truly yet to be revealed. Yeah. So that was part of it. I think for Kevin, um, it took a lot of processing. I think we talked about this decision. We talked about the variables, the questions, the concerns, the fears, really for the entire year leading up to our, our actual departure. So it definitely wasn't, I won't say that it was easy, but it felt like we'd made the decision about a year before, and there really wasn't any turning back from that point. Kevin, I'd love to get your take. How is it not only working with your wife, but this very non-traditional life and, and career adventure, certainly, how, how has that changed you? Wow. Um, well, I think we didn't quite 
work through the daily interactions of what it would be like uh, getting married, resigning from our jobs, moving to a country where we didn't speak the language yet, and then working together 24-7. And luckily, uh, Beth has a lot of experience in this area, and we sat down and, and did a day-long retreat, just the two of us, and we explored what our passions were, what our interests were, what gives us energy in our work, and then we divided, and I, I really credit that to how we're working together now. And, and our goal now is to be uh, one another's favorite colleague. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and I, I think that is definitely um, a target in motion. <laughs> but I, I would say um, how it changed me is I really, I'm looking at things just through new lenses mm. and going from a corporate role and a very kind of high level uh, role of, of helping the world in employee engagement and philanthropy down to on the ground, the two of us working this out and, and bringing in partners and, and local staff. Uh, it's really shown me a lot a lot of ways of, of which to look at things in, in different lights, different cultures, different aspects of, of um, just reviewing this work. And it, it's just been a beautiful time. It, it sounds like it. I can just hear the enthusiasm. And I know when Beth and I reconnected a few weeks ago, the energy in her voice was palpable. So I want to introduce to our listening audience this incredible philosophy. And Kevin, I believe I'm accurate in that it, it did start at Microsoft, uh, where you left a corporate career. And it's the philosophy of can't not do. Would both of you take a pass and speak to that philosophy and how that's impacted you in this new adventure? Yes, so it, it started with a Microsoft alumni named Paul Shoemaker, and he wrote a book that just came out last year uh, named Can't Not Do, and it's really about finding that, um, that drive, that inner, inner drive to determine what is uh, what some people might call purpose, mm. and it's not only a kind of guidebook on finding what your your purpose might be, but it's it's a book to take you into that first step of action. And this really resonated well with me as we were going through this process because um, every time we spoke with someone new, it seemed like stars were aligning and it seemed like we were just being drawn to this work and it was something that we just knew was right. It was we knew that it was the right thing to do. We knew that uh, we belong there and we just had to do this. It's something we couldn't not do. That's awesome. So it was definitely a gut check. Beth, did you have that same feeling? Yeah, you know, I did, Caroline. And for me, it's really about opening yourself up to asking the question of what is my what, what is my can't not do moment right yeah. now? And I see that as kind of an ongoing process and an ongoing question because, you know, it may be that at this point in your life, you, you want to make a change or you want to let go of something. Or for us, we decided to leave our jobs and go volunteer in Vietnam and, and live in a developing country context. But I think of it as really a process of deep self-reflection that takes place on an ongoing basis and allows people to tap into their deepest, truest desires. 
Love it. You know, something really resonated with me. I wrote it down when you said this is allowing you to really be a global citizen in such a different way. And I know certainly that is part of your education, Beth, but also your work in higher education, this philosophy that we're grooming and educating and growing global citizens. And I know, Kevin, that has resonated with you in Microsoft and, and beyond. Do you feel like you're making a difference? Absolutely. I think first and foremost, I feel that I am being changed. And part of this was truly a decision for my own development and my own growth and my own transformation. And so living in a completely different culture, a new language, but also a new way of thinking about yourself inside your own family and inside your own culture, a different way of approaching time, a different way of approaching planning and getting work done. I have not only felt like I've grown a lot, but I also feel like I have been given a chance to thrive inside of that environment. And so the local community has not only welcomed us and and continued to show enthusiasm and great interest in getting to know us, but they've also asked us to get involved in different projects in the community. So for example, that is where the yoga program uh, came into play, where I was actually sought out to start that program. And the same thing with the university, where I was approached and asked to help them develop some career programs for the students. So I think becoming a global citizen is an ongoing, lifelong process, but it certainly is helpful to to not only be abroad, but also to see what's happening at home through a different lens and to really kind of critically evaluate what is happening in the U.S. and what are our values and how do those land in the rest of the in the rest of the world. So it's been a very challenging and exciting time. Beth, I'd love for you to connect some dots to what you have studied at university, both at High Point and at Indiana University, earning the variety of degrees that you have under your belt. And Kevin, you too. And, and how this academic experience is now translating into this life and career experience, because so many of our listeners think about the career and the life journey as linear. And I think the three of us would agree that it is circuitous. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Fantastic. So thank you, Caroline, for that question. Um, for me, I started off with an undergraduate degree in French and international business at High Point University, as you mentioned. And I started off my career in entry-level positions within human resources. And I felt like the business background uh, prepared me for that However, I, I felt like something was, was really missing, and I, I wanted something deeper. I wanted a deeper connection with people. Um, I just didn't feel that sense of satisfaction in my early years of my career. And so that's what led me to pursue degrees in counseling from Indiana University. And through the counseling programs, I was introduced to career development, which really drew me in. And I think a lot of that is around my capacity to see potential in other people and the joy that I get to help cultivate that, to help others see their strengths and to empower them to go out in the world and to make an impact and make a difference. So from that point of view, the counseling has been very helpful, um, of course, in the career development world. However, there's a lot of those transferable skills that we talk about in right. our work and the capacity to listen, to listen openly without judgment has been a huge help to me working in a new culture and a new environment and working in Vietnam. 
I never thought that my international business degree and my French degrees would come into play. I just figured, well, those were really interesting. I was passionate about it as an undergrad. And, you know, those are experiences I will always have and take with me. But it's been kind of a full circle process to actually go and live abroad again. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I have been able to use my French a little bit in Vietnam, but just having the blueprint of learning another language has been really helpful in my attempt to learn Vietnamese, That's which amazing. I will say is very challenging, um, but I, I am at least acquiring a, an extremely basic level there. And then the international business degree has also come into play just in terms of giving those uh, systems of thinking about, you know, comparing our economies and comparing our right. culture, comparing our communication. Right. So it's been, um, it's been a really joyous ride. And I think I will continue to see how it's all going to unfold and weave together. Kevin, any, any aha moments for you about the transferable skills from, from the professional world or perhaps your, your academic career? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about the general liberal arts degree, but uh, the 16 years at Microsoft, definitely a lot of transferable skills. Yeah. And I would say every employee is instilled uh, with this global thinking and really being a global citizen and this feeling of diversity is best. And um, the idea of, of thinking globally and acting locally, it just took on a whole new meaning when we're, we're actually hyper-local, trying to learn the language and trying to do business at that level. So I would say definitely transferable skills um, from Microsoft, and it's helped me to push into this, this new area, new, new area of life. That's exciting. So Beth, here's a, here's a question. You know, I believe in this concept of failing forward fast and often to really expand our, um, our risk tolerance. Have you and Kevin, uh, either independently or together experienced anything that was a, whoa, we had no idea that was coming. It was, uh, I don't want to say necessarily a failure, but an absolute surprise that really stretched your limits. Well, there are many, many examples I can draw from. Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of one that may be most relevant for our conversation here. I think, you know, for me, one of the, one of the attributes I take coming from a Western culture, coming from the U.S., is I, the only way I know how to get any work done is to create a plan and work that plan. And so in Vietnam, where the approach to, to time is maybe not necessarily as linear um, and things are more fluid, I, I, I won't say I assumed that they would be responsive to my style, but I did learn a lot about how to put plans, put ideas out there, but to be able to create the space for them to disagree or to give feedback. So mm -hmm. in Vietnam, the the communication tends to be very indirect. Um, there's absolutely a tendency to focus only on the positive. So it, it's really an art form to, to create the opportunity for folks to speak into what you're saying and, be, and actually be able to disagree or to give a different idea. So one of the things we learned really early on was to ask the question, what do you think is best? Mm. And so that really helped us to navigate a lot of meetings with government partners, with, with local nonprofits, with friends. So I would say that was one of the, the learning moments for me. That's great. I would, I would say um, 
as we were doing this work, if what we found was if we looked at just through our own Western lens, uh, we could be pretty certain that we would fail. So mm. always going out and, and asking our partners and asking our colleagues um, for feedback and, and really bringing all the voices to the table has been extremely important as we get to know the culture and the people. That's great. Okay, so let's let's end with a bit of career development wisdom from you, Beth, and can't not do wisdom from you, Kevin. You know, the listeners may be inspired to take a mid-career sabbatical and where to start. So any thoughts about how to even give yourself permission to think about doing something like this, which is so extraordinary and uh, atypical for, for Americans on a very linear career path? I would say from the can't not do perspective, it's really looking at what gives you energy. What is your true passion? It may be in your current work today, or it may be in something that you've always longed to do. And then looking at what the world needs and tying those two together and the, the best piece of advice I would say is take that first step and just start looking at those two pieces and what you might want to do locally or regionally or even internationally to tie those together. That's awesome. Beth? And just, just to add to that and also reiterate some of the points Kevin just made, for me, I think first it's inviting folks to stop long enough to actually sit with these questions. Mm. So the pace at which we live our lives nowadays in the U.S. and really all across the globe, it becomes very difficult to even to stop long enough to to give yourself time and space to think about these things. So I think that's the first step. Um, and then it's really getting in touch with your deepest desires and allowing yourself to just freely answer those questions, whether it's through writing, whether it's through talking, talking it out with a family or a coach. Um, whether it's just meditating and thinking about those questions. And then it's really about getting into action, as Kevin said. And I think opening up all the doors. So just looking at all the possibilities, trying to be completely free to consider anything that might come up. And then from there to create step-by-step -step action plans so that you really can turn this, this dream or this... Um, this reflection into a reality. And I think along the way, it's about finding those key people and those key connections, whether those are mentors, their friends, uh, their colleagues who are living in other cultures or in other circumstances, to also allow them to speak into your life, to speak into the gifts and talents and strengths they see that you have, and maybe to also share with you about opportunities they know about that may be connected to those. That's truly how we ended up in Vietnam. That's incredible. I want to mention, Beth, you have an extraordinary blog called flowingwithpurpose.com. Very easy to find, flowingwithpurpose.com. I highly recommend it. And you've got some wonderful links via that blog that uh, lead us to the great work that you're doing. And we will share those widely within the podcast. Beth, Kevin, what a joy to have you on the show. I, again, can just hear this infectious enthusiasm in your voices. Thank you for sharing your experience, and I wish you continued joy on this journey. 
Thank you so much, Caroline. Thanks for having us. Thank you for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. Career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. My show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. Leave a comment, because I always appreciate hearing from my listeners. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care. 